Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Welcome in Jaguars Drive Time. It is June 14th. We are live here on a Tuesday as it is the week of mandatory mini camp for veterans, but it looks a little different this year. This is our last drive time of the offseason as we all get ready to take a little break here for summer about a month away from the stadium. And when we come back, we're really getting going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are. You don't it's seem a, excited it, about that, you two. It's uh, about five weeks away, and I'll, I'll be excited uh, – on July 23rd or 4th. <laughs> well, I mean, this is that time of the year yeah. where you do kind of unplug a little bit. And I, and everybody out there has a busy job and a busy life. And uh, the NFL just seems to be nonstop. I mean, for Especially all the years that year. we've done this, yeah. you know, it has just expanded to fill, you know, February, you know, when the Super Bowl's over all the way until now and then picks right back up at the end of July and away it goes again. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of people who are starting to think about getting a little time away. But I'm like John. I mean, it, Watching this team on the field yesterday, even in a, in a rookie camp, I'm excited about some of these kids. I'm excited to see, you know, this coaching staff in particular. This coaching staff has really, really impressed me, and I can't wait to see how they run training camp. Yeah, and the coaching staff, and I, I talk to people, and they say, oh, well, why are you so busy in the offseason? I said, well, look what this team has been through the past couple of years. Bringing in a new coaching yeah. staff, it's a lot of work, but you just see how much smoother it has been this offseason. It's just a totally different world than – where we were a year ago, and it's just, I think, you know, canceling the veteran minicamp is a great example of that. Yeah, yeah I, I was asked the other night when I was out, what do you do for money when they don't have games? And I said, <laughs> I said, well, frankly, I, I can't share that. But um, it, it's, it, it is a busy offseason, but overall, um, you hate to sit here every year and say how, how good it looks in the offseason because yeah. people are tired of hearing it. Oh, yeah. But – Doug Peterson, you can see why, Brian, he was able to overcome adversity in Philadelphia on his way to Super Bowls. Um, there's a calmness. There's a I've been there before attitude. Think about it. He lost Carson Wentz, went to the Super Bowl that year. They overcame uh, tough starts and made the playoffs two times in a row. That doesn't mean the Jaguars can do that uh, because they've still got to prove they can do that. But to me, that's what an NFL coach does. He makes players believe in him. You can certainly see why players believe in this. Have you read the book yet? Or is that on the plan between now? That's and, on the plan. Uh, it that's is so plan. worth it. I mean, it just gives I you. I read a, some of it a couple years back. It gives you. It gives you really good appreciation for him. It underscores and highlights the things that you're already seeing. So, sorry, I can't. I, he's not paying me to plug the book as much as I do. I just of all the books I've read you're about a coaches, fan, yeah. I, the book explains. Everything. I think he's doing okay without book. Work. I was going to say, yeah, he probably is. <laughs> All right, let's get into big things. Big thing one is see you in July, our last week here in the building, our last drive time of the offseason before everyone takes a much-needed break for summer. This week has looked a little different than years past for veteran mandatory minicamp, and Coach Peterson explains why he dismissed the veterans a little early. No, it's all based on what they've done. Um, you know, I've done this kind of thing in the past, but at the same time, I wanted to, I wanted to see this group work and work together. Um, you know, it wasn't final until, you know, just uh, within the last week or so for me uh, to make to make the decision. And, and again, these guys have worked extremely hard. They've earned it. Uh, they deserve it. And, um, you know, we got done um, as a staff what we needed to get done, and uh, we'll get ready for camp. 
Big thing two is sparkles, glitters, rainbows. You name the adjective to describe first round overall pick Trayvon Walker, who is impressing everyone in this building. All he had to do was step on the football field to do that. And defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell is high on the list. You think about the size, his height, his weight, his speed. It's like a uniform. He's unique. And he plays that way. And you see it on tape. You see the burst. You see the speed. You see the moves he has. So we're excited about him. And I think he'll be ready to roll. And finally, big thing three is what does he have? What has he got? Question mark. That is running back Travis Etienne. And so many questions around this guy. And our biggest question, well, will he have that explosive speed that we saw in college after facing this major injury? Offensive coordinator Press Taylor thinks so. Yeah, the, the speed's real. I mean, that was obviously something everybody knew coming out of college, not having a chance to see a lot of the stuff he was able to do uh, last year because he didn't, wasn't able to, to play. So the, the speed's very real. He did a good job of just showing understanding of, of the different roles we're trying to see. And we're throwing him in all different positions just to see you know what he's comfortable with, what he needs to work on as we move forward, giving plans moving into the offseason or moving further into summer, coming back from training camp. Uh, but he's been really receptive to everything. He's shown, you know, an ability to grasp a lot of different things and and show that he's capable of doing things. And there you have it. Those are big things. Let's go back up to big thing one. The well, veterans- I want to get big thing two, Shalane. You know, sparkles. Uh, Glitter, rainbows, unicorn. Uh, you, know, you see the. I don't know what nickname we're going to give him, but I'm not going to be the one to walk up <laughs> and call him hey, sparkles. sparkles. I mean, that might get me a good punch in the teeth. Yeah, and he could punch you from a long <laughs> yeah. way away because he's got big hands and long arms. Hey, Sparkles Walker. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think she just titled the segment. Okay. Right, I got you. Yeah, yeah, right. It's I got to, you. to join together the with unicorn. the unicorn. Okay, I thought we were trying yeah. to give him a nickname. Yeah. No, okay. no, no. Right. Although, I mean,. Uh, won't lie to you when I walked on the field the first time and I was a hundred yards away from him and I saw him uh, my eyes sparkled I went whoa well if he wants to be called sparkle I I have no problem I just yes he told me that and that's why I put it just I got I got him on the ozone podcast tomorrow I'll uh I'll ask him if that's his game (laughs) I heard you told Ashlyn (laughs) you like your name to be sparkles all right big thing one big thing one veterans being released early we were told this about two weeks ago that there was thoughts that this would happen and Keep in mind that OTA started early for this team, so the veterans have had an extra week of work on the field. When that happened, I thought, awesome move by Coach Peterson, but I also knew, oh my gosh, fans are going to freak out. Well, but he also has the week, the early week of training camp because of the Hall of Fame game. So it's calculated on a part, but look, he gave them these three days so they could start their vacation. They could start, you know, having a little downtime away. It sends a really strong message to the players who really like this guy and like this coaching staff and like the way that they approach it. You guys know where I'm going with this. But it's, uh, look, they also had a three-day extra mini camp right before the draft um, because he's a new coach. You, You have to remember, when OTAs began way back in the day, they were much more spiritually voluntary than they are now. Now they're voluntary, but there's this implication of, well, boy, you better be there. So they had a veteran mini camp at the end that was mandatory to make sure these guys got some work. Well, these guys have already gotten some work. My understanding is it was close to 100% attendance, and Peterson was thrilled with the attendance throughout. So if that's the case, why do you need the three-day mandatory? The three-day mandatory was put in to make sure that the guys who didn't feel like coming in came in, got the work. 
They got their three days. They learned the offense. They got to look at it. This is about teaching and preparing for training camp. Yeah. They're not evaluating. What they do out there as, a, as an offensive guard is not going to make them a great offensive guard come well, How often do we say we can't even evaluate those right. big guys? So, whew! All right, Shalane. Done. There you have it. This team is in a much different a position. Up. I'm ready for lamping. Yeah, this week, like, for example, I saw it was on national news this morning that the DK Metcalf did not show up to mandatory minicamp. And we've seen that before where that's the headline is who doesn't show up to this part. And then you see, for the Jaguars' sake, almost 100% participation when they didn't have to be here. So that is why he let him go early. Yeah. It's, it, we'll leave it at that. It made perfect well, how many sense. times, by the way, has he said this spring – Hey, it's man. It, it's voluntary. It's voluntary. He's explained that, right? Yeah. He said, well, "No hard feelings if you're not here." Right. He totally yeah. gets it. He he let that card be played early so that the players knew that he understood mm-hmm. and that he wasn't going to be that guy who goes, "I still want you here, even though it's voluntary." He wasn't going to play that game. We've had that guy. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that before. All right. Do you want to talk about sparkles, or are you okay moving to Big Thing Three? I want to check with you before I I'm move. Well, he's got I'm the nickname now, no matter what you do. <laughs> I'm a little out of breath. Okay. <laughs> Big thing three, what's he got all about Travis Etienne and the questions we have with him and looks great on the football field right now is present, which is a win in itself that he's on the football field after that injury he faced. But Brian, you talk about it a lot. We won't really know till training Show me. camp. But for Press Taylor to say, yeah, I've seen the speed. It's there. That's the biggest question. But I don't know if we can truly tell that. Well, right I, I, I watched and I don't know. I mean, he's fast, but I don't know if he is what he was before the injury. And uh, as you mentioned, it's something that I've been waiting to see, and I don't know that we'll see it until August. Mm-hmm. You know, can he get up after a rough day on the practice field and practice the next day, or does the foot need rest? Um, we 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 just we won't know. Does he look good? Well, yeah, he looks good. He was a first round pick, um, but is he going to be what he's capable of being or was capable when they drafted him? We won't know. Yeah, and he's such an he, he's such an X factor because even before the injury. Um, we didn't see him very much last year, so he feels like a rookie coming in yep. in the sense that you're always wanting to see, can a rookie really do it in the pros like he did in college? So you have the, the wondering, is he what he was before the injury? Plus, if he's what he was before the injury, is that special in the NFL? Yeah. We don't know that yet, but I'll, I'll go the other route since we've already talked about the fact that you can't tell anything about him really until pads go on. Give him credit and give the doctors credit for this. Uh, Alyss Frank can be very, very serious. He had it last August, so mm-hmm. it's, it, it's what? Ten months. Seven, eight months out when he first got back. Yeah. There could have been a scenario on this where, okay, he's going to come back during OTAs. He's not ready for the start of the offseason. He's going to come back during minicamp. He's not ready yet. Or he's going to come back during training camp. He has been as out there and as participating as he possibly can be so far, so good. He's done everything he's supposed to do. There's no reason to think that he won't be fine. And just to give that an underscore and a highlight, Corey Grant, you all remember Corey, oh, yeah. broke his foot, did the Liz Frank in Kansas City. Yeah, never in, got back to this point. In October right. of 2018. Not just that, John. I never saw him again. You know, Normally when guys are rehabbing, you see them around the building. I never saw him again, yeah. ever. The, day, the morning in Kansas City, the last time I saw him on October of 2018. So to have him out here on the field is a really encouraging sign. It's just, as John said, is he going to be special in the NFL? We have to see that before we can say, hey, he might, it looks I mean, like, I think he probably will be. Oh, I mean, he's a, look, he's a chess piece. We haven't piece. seen it yet. Right. He's, that, he's that chess piece. You can get him moving all over the place. He has the chance to be. 
we just have to see it before we can say he's there. Yeah, he'll be a huge storyline in training camp. Maybe the biggest storyline of training camp in there. 100%. All right, that is big things when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Team President Mark Lamping joins the show to talk about that new football facility being built in the parking lot right now. Stay with us. The biggest stadium tour of the year comes to Jacksonville this summer. See rock and roll legends Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts on July 2nd right here at TIAA Bank Field. Seats still available for the hottest concert of the summer. Visit Ticketmaster.com today. You know, on behalf of myself, General Manager Trent Balky, all the coaches and players, we got to say thank you. Thank you for this great opportunity uh, to Miller Electric. Mr. Brown, uh, for your commitment, long-standing commitment here uh, in Jacksonville and, and building building what's going to be uh, a state-of-the-art facility for any any NFL organization. It's going to be cutting edge. We're looking forward to it as coaches, obviously, next summer, uh, handing the keys over to us so that we can go in and get to work. And then to Mayor Curry, thank you for your commitment as well. You know, uh, just it just goes to show the partnership that the, the Jaguars and the city of Jacksonville have. And uh, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, we're looking forward to getting this thing going. Head coach Doug Peterson in attendance at the Miller Electric Center naming rights yesterday. are taking a live look at that construction as team president Mark Lamping joins us now on Jaguars Drive Time. Good morning. Good morning. You brought your hat. We love that. I did. I did. That's a, it's a nice memento from a very significant day. That was a, that was a big announcement uh, on Monday and uh, you know, it, 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 it means uh, so many things on so many different levels. Absolutely. And I think when we hear about this construction project and you see the magnitude of the construction project, you think, all right, this might take some time. But I am truly amazed every Monday when I walk into this building, you see progress. You see a difference in that football facility. It seems like it's moving really quickly. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, you know, the, the, the progress is visible uh, mm-hmm. literally every day, hour by hour. A uh, great uh, collection of uh, subcontractors are performing the work, really hard workers on site. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you, you have to get it done on time. You know? So we have to absolutely have to be complete by the end of uh, June next year, about a year from now, mm-hmm. so that when the team comes back for training camp, they can move right into the new facility. It'd be very disruptive for them to have to do that as it gets closer to the season or even in in the middle of the season. You know, you, you said it yesterday. Uh, somebody said it yesterday. How significant it is to have a local company like Miller put their name on it. I, I can remember when those trailers were out there building this stadium and there was a Miller Electric trailer. Um, what's it mean to have a company like that, a local company, step up to the plate to help this whole effort? Well, it goes it, it goes way deeper than that. And, you know, uh, uh, Miller Electric uh, has their roots here in Jacksonville. They're almost a... 100-year-old company, but they're a national company. They're they're uh, uh, known for their innovation in their in their field, and they're also uh, you know they employ thousands of people across the country. They they employ many many people here uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, they provide jobs. Uh, they're they're continuing to recruit and try to add to their their work uh, their their workforce. But the other thing they have in common. Uh, uh, with the Jaguars is their real deep commitment uh, to the community. And, you know, you see that in a lot of different ways. But, you know, the leadership of that organization, their public servants, you know, they have a long history. 
uh, you know, Ron Autry, uh, Henry Brown, uh, who's a who's a stalwart, former, uh, most recently uh, uh, head of the uh, Jacksonville Chamber. Uh, so they care about the community. They put people to work, um, and they they share Shad's confidence in in the potential of downtown and particularly development around the sports complex. Beyond having the naming rights uh, done on the facility, how important is it for the franchise? and downtown just to have that facility going up. It, it feels like it's an overdue project. Well, it, it, it unlocks a lot of other things. That's why at the time when we were able, fortunate enough to get approval for this project, I said it was something that's going to be really, really significant in the history of the Jaguars. The reason for that is, is it was the necessary first step for us to be able to really dig into um, the stadium of the future. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do to make sure that TIA Bank Field uh, meets the needs of our of our of our uh, of our fans, of other stakeholders, of the universities of Florida and Georgia, the Gator Bowl concert uh, uh, promoters. We have to make sure that this stadium can meet the needs of all of those parties going well in the future, so that we can achieve our ultimate goal, which is to ensure that there is NFL football here in Northeast Florida for generations to come. Where is that stadium project right now? You know, we uh, we kicked it off about two years ago with the with the city of Jacksonville. Uh, we've gone through a series of necessary first steps. Again, some of them pretty boring, a full assessment of the of the stadium. But something really important came out of that, which is the structural systems within the stadium are in, are in good shape. And, and, and that's an important finding because it opens up the possibility for a renovation versus having to replace the, the facility. We then went to the next step of, uh, of uh, developing 3D drawings of the stadium as it exists right now. Um, we uh, have been communicating, uh, you know, with uh, with our fans. We've had over uh, well over 5,000 responses to a survey. Fans telling us those things that are important to them in in this uh, uh, in, in the future stadium, and we actually, uh, you know, engaged uh, a handful of uh, of sports architects to give us their ideas and concepts, and we're beginning to 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 narrow that down and. And if we can get to the point where we think we can come up with a design that, that meets the needs of, of our customers, that meets the needs of the other stakeholders, that meets the, the needs of Jaguars and our employees, you know, uh, we, we're here every day, and then we can begin to, to get some idea of what something like that might cost, then we're in a position to really dial up our, our uh, conversation with, with, with the city. The city's been involved from the beginning. I feel really comfortable about the working relationship uh, you know, that we have. And, you know, again, this is this is the, a really, really important first step, you know, the Miller Electric Center. And now we can really get into probably the most, the more important issue, which is how do we make sure we have a stadium that's going to meet the needs of all involved for, uh, you know, decades to come. Mark, you've been involved with an incredible amount of this kind of construction. Uh, built MetLife or were heavily involved with MetLife. How different is a potential renovation than building? How much more complicated? Well, it's it's uh, it's cheaper to renovate than to build new. Right. You don't have to go find another site. You know, you don't have to, you know, repeat all the infrastructure that's necessary uh, to support a new stadium site. So it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. It, it is more complex, particularly when you're trying to take a a 30 year old building and get it get it state of the art. Because there's retrofitting, I guess, and that sort of thing. So many things yeah. have changed, and you have so much that's embedded into this building. It is easier to build new. Right. You know, it's less disruptive to build new. 
you close one down and you move into the, ne- the next one it's completely <laughs> done so renovations generally take longer you know they, they're stretched out a little bit just like we're dealing with uh, with the construction of the um, you know the, the Miller Electric Center the football team's a little inconvenienced right now mm-hmm. because they're having to practice each and every day on the game field now you know they really like it so far the players love it I think it adds a good atmosphere um, but you know that's the, that's something that will will not be necessary to do once we get the new facility open, and then even things like this 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 studio right here will be over in the um, uh, the uh, Mill Electric Center. Uh, we'll have better accommodations for the media, significantly better accommodations for our players, and hopefully all of that will lead to a better development process, um, easier coaching, and uh, you know more wins to come. So much going on right now. Everyone wants to know about the shipyards and the Four yeah. Seasons. Where is that project right now? Well, we're 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 moving ahead. Now, there's no question. We've uh, we've had to deal with a you know a bushel full of issues. But a- anyone who's involved in construction these days, whether you're doing a renovation at your house or you're mm-hmm. building a new home, you know how difficult it is. And and that's a result of so many things that are happening. It's really a unique time. You have this uh, unprecedented level of inflation. You have the remnants of, uh, of COVID that are still impacting you know, supply chain as it relates to getting uh, materials. Uh, you have the financial market unrest, which is related to some of the global uncertainties that we're dealing with right now. And, and, and you have uh, a real difficult time as it relates to what's happening in the construction industry. You've got so much work that's out there. You don't have enough labor to be able to support that work. And it makes it difficult to uh, be able to get uh, a healthy number, uh, in many cases, a healthy number of, of subcontractors to bid mm-hmm. on your work. All of those things combined drive cost up. And, you know, you have to deal with that. It's not a condition that's going to last forever, uh, but it is uh, it's, it's something we've been dealing with. But, you know, again, this, this, this project is so important to Shad. It's so important to his, uh, his, his belief of, of something that can be a real catalyst to help downtown Jacksonville realize its full potential, and to the degree that Jacksonville fulfills its, its, its full potential as it relates to people working here, people visiting here, people living here, if those things are all addressed, that has great benefits to the Jacksonville Jaguars and our, long, our long-term stability here in Northeast Florida, which is the shot stated goal from day one. Yeah, my neighbor was planning to build a garage two years ago, and he decided not to because of the cost. That's not really an option for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it is. It's yeah. it's a it's an option for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, a lot of projects are canceled. Right. You know, because as the as the costs go up, the returns go down. And and uh, but this 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 project was is much more than just a, sure. an economic decision. Uh, you know, by Shad, it's it's something that he believes can go a long way in. Uh, uh, spurring even more development downtown by other developers, not by us, but by other developers. You've been leading the effort now for a decade. Um, you have a long history in sports, going back to the Cardinals in baseball. The last 10 years have been really eventful, haven't they? I mean, you look at London and COVID and, and the shipyards, and is it is it what you thought it might be? Or um, <laughs> are, you, are, are, you, are you where you thought you might be, I guess is a better way to, to ask it. Well, it, that's that's really interesting, and you, you didn't mention uh, Fulham and you oh, know yeah, right. Daly's place and the music activities that we're doing. Um, I'm, I am I am blown away with the quality of the staff that we that we have. I never thought that we'd be able to uh, build such a such a great um, um, collection of committed men and women to work here. You know, 
we inherited a lot of great employees to uh, begin with, but we've been able to supplement that with uh, with uh, many others. So I don't. I, I'm 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 really really pleased with the with the quality of our of our staff. Um, I didn't really understand uh, the scale of uh, Shad's ambition and commitment to growth, and that has been probably the most interesting thing of of, of my job. Certainly, has been you know Shad's constant support of uh, efforts to grow uh, the franchise and and uh, you know lead to the stability that you know I think we uh, we, we are enjoying. So all those things you mentioned. It makes it more interesting. If you're on the business side here, you know, n- nobody wants to just be going through the motions of, of, of just day-to-day business of football, you know. So it's, 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 it's really interesting. You've seen the growth on, on your guys' side of the mm-hmm. business in terms of the, the digital platforms that have, uh, that have been built. So, you know, obviously, you know, no one is, is pleased with what our performance has been on the field. Um, but I think, you know, maybe it's maybe because it's been 10 years, maybe we're sort of just convincing ourselves that, you know, it's, it's now is maybe our time. Uh, there's a really high level of confidence. And, you know, I really, I chalked that up to, uh, to, to, to Doug and, and uh, the calming uh, impact he has had on the organization. It's just, things are really so normal. There's no surprises. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I give uh, I give him him and Trent all the all the credit in the world to not get distracted by all of the noise that came out of the end of last year, and all of the uh, rhetoric during the off season. And you know, you couldn't you couldn't turn on the radio without nine out of ten people, you know, ridiculing the organization. You know, and and I I. I, I understand fans' um, right to express their feelings, and they do that because they care. You know, you, you, when, when you should get concerned is when there's people that are just quiet, you know, and they just stop caring. So, look, uh, you know, we're, we're in the criticism business. <coughs> Unfortunately, we've probably gotten pretty good at it for good reason. <laughs> but I think but – I, but I really, I, I really think, and I don't think I'm just talking myself into this because I think it's shared throughout the building. I think, you know – Better days are coming, and they're going to come soon. Totally agree. We're excited for all the newness. We all notice the calming presence of Coach Peterson and Trent Balky. It's been a, yeah. a nice change. Have you read the sure. coach's book? I have. I did yeah. read it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It gives you good insight into him. Yeah, it sort of uh, gave me flashbacks to uh, uh, Gillette Stadium in the uh, AFC Championship <laughs> game. But other than that, you know, reminded me of of that, how close we were. And again, you know, that's that's ancient history. But uh, you know, things can happen quickly in the mm-hmm. in the NFL. You know, we saw it happen with uh, with Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You know, Kansas City came in here for the first game. Uh, you know, I guess it was four years ago. They had the number one pick in the draft. Yep, remember that? They picked uh, I guess the offensive lineman Fisher. So things can happen in a hurry if you if you have a quarterback. And I think there's a there's a high level of confidence that. Uh, we do. You know that we do. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. Yes. Well, Mark Lamping, thank you so much for joining Thanks. us on Jaguars Drive thank Time. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Appreciate guys. it. Stay with us here on the Jaguars Digital Network. The incredible 2022 season at Daly's Place continues. This summer, see the likes of Tedeschi Trucks Bands, Train, Keith Urban, and much more. For a full list of shows and to get tickets, visit dailiesplace.com.
We're back, Jaguars Drive Time on a Tuesday, our last show of the offseason. Thank you to Mark Lamping for joining us. Great insight on this facility that's being built very quickly in the parking lot. And it is time for Ashlyn Ask getting back on the football field for some questions about this team. Ashlyn Ask, number one. Fellas, who needs a bigger season this upcoming year? LaVisca Chenault or Kalevon Chason? LaVisca Chenault, both of these guys really ridiculed and you know judged for their lack of success so far this year especially with both of them being high draft picks so who would you say needs a bigger year in 2022 i'm a little distracted i thought brian was leaving there for a minute no <laughs> so, yeah. we might have forgotten the whiteboard but we have them brian go for it i was just improvising i'll say caleb on um i think the jaguars have dramatically upgraded both wide receiver and at uh, pass rushing defensive end um, but I just get the sense that, you know, when you bring in Trevon Walker to go with Josh Allen, if you want a spot here, you need to prove it. And Chenault is a guy who can do a bunch of different things. We saw him returning punts, I think, one day during OTAs. I just don't know that the pressure's on him like it is on to get after the quarterback. So I'll say Chase on. Yeah, I'll go with Visca. Um, I guess because he went with, with uh, Caleb on. <laughs> I don't know that either of them needs it bigger than the other. I think they both need big seasons. They both need to show what they're going to be in the NFL. And I think this is the third year for both of them. I think this is an important year for both of them uh, to be in the league long term. I mean, Chason has talent. He has not had an impact here and hasn't really shown that he's a big-time NFL player yet. Uh, I think the same is probably true of uh, Visca. He's had some moments. Uh, what is he going to be in the NFL? So I'll go with Visca for the sake of argument. Um, I think they both need years. I think they both need to prove they're going to be long-term NFL players. And I hope they are. I like both of them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're two of the most pleasant kids I've dealt with in a long, long time. I, I hope it works out for them, but they need years where they show their NFL players. They do. And I think especially for LaVisca Schnault, he is the person who realizes that the most. He's been here every single day. He was there yesterday when he didn't have to be. You just you sense this sense of hungriness with him, and I think he very much so realizes the ridicule of him. And I think um, he definitely is putting the work in to get where he wants to be. Yeah, I don't think uh, want to is a problem for you these yeah. guys. I think it's uh, – it's a tough league, and they it's important years for them. Yes, it is. All right, Ashlyn asked number two. This, of course, is based on the offensive package. You run and will change week to week. But with four options right now at running back, let's go to week six. We are week six. It is pregame. Who is the starting running back midseason? John. Um, I'll go with J-Rob. I mean, I think James Robinson is the proven running back on this team. I think if if he's healthy uh, and if he's who he's been when he's been at his best his first two years, uh, I think he's the starting running back. And then if that scenario happens, then I think ETN is your uh, jack-of-all-trades and is playing like a 12th or 13th starter, but I think he's in the lineup. Snoop Connor. Oh. Nope. Yep. Curveball. Well, and here's why. Um, I, I – we haven't seen Robinson yet. The Achilles is a serious injury. Um, what has he had? Six months to recover? I don't, I, I don't know that we'll see much of him uh, until maybe we get into the later part of the season. Playoff time. Um, then I think ETN is still obviously I, – I think he's a weapon. I, I don't know that you're going to line him up in the backfield and run him mm-hmm. like a running back 
every play. Right. Um, Connor's a big, strong, strapping, young legs kind of guy. And you might see him in the lineup doing more than you would have expected. I could have gone with Rock Armstead, too, because yeah. he's carried yeah. the ball a lot out there, and he's a veteran, a guy you could have. Um, I just think there's we, – we've said it all spring long, so why change? The injury that ETN suffered and the injury that James Robinson suffered are injuries that can be career-ending for running backs, and both of them have to get over it. So I'll go with the young legs and say Connor yeah. in week Who's six. the healthy one? Makes sense. Yeah. All right, Ashlyn asked number three, our final one, looking at this defense. Who is the starting safety week one? Now, you free safety, strong safety, obviously. Um, four options, Rayshon Jenkins, Andre Sisco, Andrew Wingard, and Daniel Thomas. Who are we thinking is in the starting lineup as of right now, week one? Well, I'll go with Sisko uh, and uh, God. Rayshon Jenkins. I mean, I, I, I think if, if they're healthy – that's your combination. That's who they want it to be. Uh, they, they, I think, are the most are the most talented of, of, of the four. So I'm going to go with those two. Well, they've they've, they've sung the praises of Cisco, and, and I didn't have another paper towel, so I'm not going to use that. Um, they've anybody you've asked about Cisco, they've talked about his intellect. Um, they've talked about his athleticism. So I think he's one of them. And I I would agree, Rayshon's a guy they've paid a lot of money to. Uh, he's he's got all the measurables you'd want. But I'm a fan of Daniel Thomas, and I have been since. You know, the moment that he got into the lineup in Houston a couple of years ago, um, I think he is a terrific player. I think he's overlooked in many respects. Um, he had the broken arm. Remember, he had that interception against the Steelers yep. and then broke his arm. Um, and we didn't see him again his rookie season. Last year was last year, which was a disaster in so many respects. I have a sense that he's going to work his way into a position where people can be talking about him when the season begins. What about Dewey, your guy, John? Dewey will be on the team. No, I mean, I think he'll be uh, a value special teams guy and a guy who's got experience in the starting lineup if he has to play because of injury. I, I you know, he he has proven that uh, that slot and that thinking about him wrong before. He, he's hung he started, on. He's he the guy we're 16, always trying to replace. Games last year. Yeah. So, uh, is it absurd to think he might uh, start? No, he. He started last year when nobody thought he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but don't, if he does start, it's a failure for Cisco. Isn't what he's supposed to be then? Right. I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah, why so you I drafted Cisco and Rayshon yep. are the guys that you know. I, I'm going with chalk here. These are the guys everybody expects to start. I think they will start. Mm-hmm. And there you have it. That is Ashlyn Ass. When we come back, some closing thoughts here on the Jaguars Digital Network. Join the Jaguars at all nine home games this season for only $299. Be there for every big matchup in 2022 by securing your Prowl Pass now. To lock in your seats, visit jaguars.com slash prowl or call 904-633-2000. Back on Jaguars Drive Time for one more segment before we head into the offseason for good about a month break here on our Jaguars digital network of no shows. That's because the football team is not on the field and we wouldn't really have much to talk about except our personal lives, which I don't think anyone no. wants. No, nobody no. wants that. <laughs> no one wants that. No, I- but, John, you have a big Ozone podcast guest before we take our summer break, yeah? I do. Uh, the plan now is uh, Trayvon Walker, uh, Sparkles, as you call him, uh, will be <laughs> on, on the that. show this week. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that comes to being, um, and I think it'll be interesting. I've, I've talked to him on Zoom or on, in, in press conference situations. Mm-hmm. Haven't had a chance to get to know him. Uh, he seems like a kid. My impression of him is maybe not as outgoing, doesn't love the media, yeah. but uh, – 
very engaging, and I'm looking forward to getting to know. Yeah, maybe in a podcast sense, when you don't have 20 reporters around sure. you and a camera shoved in your face, it might be a little more comfortable for Yeah, me. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Brian, summer plans. Oh, chasing kids, uh, football camps all over the southeast, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, retreat to the mountains, get out of it a little Love bit. Love it. The, the stuff that we normally do. Also spending some time with some alum, some of the Jags alumni. Mm-hmm. Um and I had a nice conversation with Montel Owens, who people might remember as a three-time Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. a guy who showed up as an undrafted rookie running back and uh, became maybe the best special teams player this franchise has ever had. It's nice to see him back in Jacksonville, growing family, uh, nice. member of the community, and uh, Jags fans can expect to see and hear from him and a lot of other guys that they may have um, misplaced in their mind over mm-hmm. the last couple of years uh, when we get to the fall. Love it. Well, we will stay tuned for that. You Thank you all for tuning in to Jaguars Drive Time every single week this offseason. It has certainly been an eventful offseason, and we're looking forward to a little break here, about a month break. So we will see you in late July. Thank you for tuning in and stay with us on Jaguars.com.